hello everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm glad to be back with my guy over here, Ron. Yes, yes. How y'all doing? Nice to be back for the second episode. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe. Oh. I I can't believe we made it this far. I mean, <laughs> no, but I'm 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 dead ass. Uh, I I've been keeping up with the streams for like the first episode, and I've been like, I I guess I want to say overwhelmed because I I I didn't even expect this many people. This this definitely been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and I'm just glad yeah. that we finally got an opportunity to do this. Yeah, that's true. But to have like people actually fucking listening to us, I I, I find that crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We heard a like... lot of a lot of great feedback. So the only bad thing was the sound, of course. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get return. Yeah, we're gonna... hopefully this sounds way better than last time. I know my microphone was a mistake, but yeah. I'm just glad that all the positive feedback and uh, yeah, yeah no. it was just great. I want to thank so everyone. So let's 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 continue. Yeah. Just one thing before we start, uh, this is so far called the Nameless Podcast, so I want to start off saying we need help picking a name for this, so if <laughs> anyone has any suggestions, just let me know, and we'll Please. get on that. Please. All right. So, I guess let's get this going. I'm a little distracted at the Yankees-Houston game and oh my God. Patrick Mahomes. I, I was just watching the Yankees game. I didn't care about football until I just heard about Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm, I'm pretty scared about him. Oh I hope so. Well... Yankees just had the bases loaded and didn't score. So that's yeah, I, I was reading the tweets of Glaber Torres. I, bro, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're a Yankees fan, and I'm sorry to the Yankee fans that you're gonna be waking up listening to this podcast that the Yankees lost. I, I'm I, no, 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 don't say that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm waiting for you guys on the couch as a Mets fan. We're only down three one. Everybody tweet Alfredo once the Yankees win this game. All right, I'll that be he waiting. said they lost. All right, I'll be waiting. All right, so let's let's start it off. I wanted to talk a little bit about the the China LeBron thing going on. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, we don't do a, a podcast that's like every day, so like things are changing every day. So my mm-hmm. opinion really changed from when it first happened. Once uh, once LeBron first commented. Yeah, when he first commented. Yeah, okay. When he first commented, I was heartbroken. You know, mm-hmm. I want LeBron to be that guy. And, you yeah, know, yeah. you know who he wants to be. Like, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. Yeah. Yada, yada. And, no, I, I expect LeBron to be that guy. But, you know, he walked back those comments saying, like, he he meant it that Maury wasn't educated on what could have happened. I understand that. I mean, I still don't love his comment. He could have said, like, no comment and kept it pushing. Yep. Uh, I have one friend on, uh, 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 oh, one guy I know that's listening. Thanks, Pearl, to Jeff Joseph. He said he just tweeted to me. All LeBron, LeBron had to say was, "Wait till we get on that flight home before you say shit." Exactly. Um, I I agree with that comment, yeah. but you know, it's I, LeBron. It's a tough situation for him. It is. It's like, uh, I get it. I, I do want him to be that guy, but if you're there, like, the first thing on your mind is safety with all these protests. Uh, so I kind of understand him in that regard, but he mm-hmm. he had a week to come up with a better comment than attack Daryl Morey. I mean, you know, I, I, I took 
I took t- took me like five ten minutes to like look up what's going on in Hong Kong and give have like an educated somewhat of opinion on it. Um, yeah, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, Hong Kong uh, put out a bill to like extradite people. Uh, yada yada. So then, like you know, Hong Kong and China are kind of separate two 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 systems, one city. I I, I forgot what they they call it exactly, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then people thought it was gonna get like a little bit uh a little authoritarian. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, LeBron had the chance to get a better opinion than than that bullshit he threw out. Well, but then my, it, you you can say something before I get on to my next point. Yeah, well, my we all know LeBron's the face of the NBA. Yeah, like he's been that way for pretty much like probably the last decade on, if not Kobe yeah. was. Well, whatever. That's not the point. Everybody looks at LeBron like even the comments they was asking for Steve Kerr comment, all the yeah. coaches comments, and they was all saying no comment. Yeah. Of course, I just think it was ironic that they asked LeBron the day before he was going to uh-huh. play at China. Yeah. So, of course, I felt, yeah. yeah, like he said, I felt, I think I could quote, I think Andre Iguodala quoted that it was a safety, definitely a safety thing. Yeah. Also, he said that, you know, they don't want, they don't want LeBron to comic on U.S. politics. Yeah, but, but when it comes to but this. the China, but the China situation is like, here, yeah, you have to. We need you to comment, like you yeah. have to. Yeah, which was, which was weird for me, but uh-huh. like LeBron clearly wasn't aware of the full situation was going in Hong Kong. Yeah. Like, I, like you said, I don't think he should have attacked um, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, yeah. I felt like he kind of threw him under the bus, which he probably could have. Exactly. Um, but yeah. No, that was easily like my favorite comment from Iguodala about that. That rather than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I I forgot who exactly said it the other day, but I completely agree that it's up to Adam Silver to yep. make a statement about this, not LeBron. Has he yet? LeBron has he doesn't run the com- yet? I Adam Silver commented on it today. It, uh, not not entirely. He was talking about Daryl Morey that the Chinese government was pressuring the NBA. To fire him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. And Adam Silver came out saying, "There's no way we're going to even discipline him." And yeah. I appreciate that. But as, as they said, like it's up to Adam Silver to make this statement because yeah, he, he runs the company. LeBron is a player for the company. He can't just like take it upon himself, especially when you could lose millions of dollars. If LeBron would just to start speaking, which I would have. I guess appreciated in some sense, he would have just he would have been costing other players contracts and what he has what, to it, cover up for yeah NBA and business wise yeah well. like a lot of NBA players have ties with yeah. uh, China like I read today D'Angelo Russell was about to be offered a huge contract was D Wade's on sneakers. I forgot, oh, no. but D'Lo was was about to get offered a big offer amount for his um, sneakers signature. Yeah. Um, yeah, like stuff like that. It affects like that. So LeBron's definitely trying to look out for the NBA. Yeah, also I mean, looking out for his safety. Yeah, if he, like he would have had a better he would have had a better comment coming back, like you said. 
Yeah. If he had a better comment on that, I mean, I would have been completely fine with it. It's just what what would he have accomplished talking it, about China besides losing a ton of other players' monies because he wanted to, he wanted to be the one to speak. They put LeBron. It's a lose lose situation. Yeah. Somebody was always going to be upset with his answer. So, you know. Yeah. And I guess for the. Uh... I mean, did you hear what the Chinese president said, uh, Xi Jinping, if that's how you pronounce his name? No, I didn't. He said, anyone wants to attempt to split any region from China will perish with their bodies. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Imagine saying that and then telling LeBron to comment. <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron, say something about this guy. Like, yeah, but, on, also, but also look at what the this guy said. <laughs> yeah, that's just... That's just scary you know there's like actual protest people are getting hurt out there uh, i'm i'm on hong, the hong kong pre- protester sides but I, I you know if i'm lebron i i do get a little bit nervous if i'm out there yeah, yeah. yeah. i guess that's, that's pretty much it on that but going hours for that so let's just move forward yeah, so you want to talk about this MVP stuff before the season starts? Okay, we're going to talk about our, we're going to get five, our top five. Yeah, um, I gave MVP this a little bit of thought. Coming up in this season. Yeah. Should we do order? Do you want to do order or? Let's just, just do it. Five? I guess you go first, go from like five to, to five up and I'll give mine. Go five. Okay. I'm gonna start with one. I'm gonna start with one. You're gonna top, start with the with the actual MVP. Okay, okay. Damn. <laughs> you can't just throw it out there. Okay, okay. Number five. I start with five. Alright. Number five will probably be James Harden. Okay. He's sliding Four. a little bit. Four will be. I'm going with Steph Curry. Woo! Okay. Because you know he got a big load. To, it's a whole different team. But whatever. Depending yeah. on the record they get. Mm-hmm. Number three is my sleeper pick, which is Joel Embiid. Okay. Joel Embiid's my sleeper pick. Top three. All right. If... if 76ers have the best record in the East. I think he could be my sleeper pick. Number two, I'm going with Giannis. Oh, who's the MVP? This this is throwing me off. All right. And level one, (laughs) I'm actually going with somebody on the lake is not named LeBron James. So I'm going Anthony Davis. Okay. All right, Anthony Davis like is my top pick. Yeah, no, I definitely like that pick. The MVP, just because everybody knows how good he is. Yeah, this man. This, this is his stats. spotlight season. Yeah, New Orleans is totally different. We uh-huh. every, the core basketball players know how great he is, but he's going on. He's on, he's in LA right now. Bunch of media. Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna know his name. Even people that don't even watch basketball is gonna know Anthony Davis' name this year. Yeah, and no, he's something. I just that feel coach. like he's gonna put out. I I really feel LeBron's probably gonna defer to him and let uh-huh. let Anthony Davis be the the leading scorer of this team until I see him. 
27 and 12. 27 and 12, okay. Yes. You know the what? The person stats... I hate to leave out is Kawhi. Really? I mean, I left out Kawhi out of mind, personally. I, I... Kawhi was hard to leave out. He's never... I don't think he's ever going to be like a top MVP choice. Uh-huh. But he always delivers. So it's like kind of hard to like take him out because he always... He's always going to be the consistent guy, but he doesn't scream like MVP to me. Yeah. And plus he has Paul George, Paul George which was a top three candidate last season. Yeah. So hey, he, feel, he has a ton of depth on that team too. Yeah. Like I don't want to say that. Himself. I don't want to say Paul George and Kawhi cancel each other out, but. Yeah. You know. But is George Jeet is my sleeper yeah. pick. Yeah. If the 76s get the best record in the East, I have Joel Embiid winning. Which I also have. Which not that many people think Joel Embiid is the best center. Everybody feel like Jokic is, but I'm going with Joel Embiid. But that's a different story. But go ahead. I mean, I definitely appreciate the Embiid talk. I mean, I I I have the Sixers coming out of the East this season, mm-hmm. so that's why I have Embiid as my fifth MVP ranked okay. right now. Okay, you have him top five. Yeah, I was okay. considering Ben Simmons. I really like Ben Simmons Ooh. coming into this year, but <laughs> I'm gonna put Embiid over him. I, I, I Embiid's just the better offensive weapon, the scorer. All right, for fourth, I have Harden. Mm-hmm. I, he's gonna slide a little bit. I don't know. I think the Rockets are gonna do fine with him and Westbrook, but I'm he's gonna slide in my opinion in the MVP, the MVP race. Yeah, he's not gonna average 35 again. Yeah. Third, who might end up being second, in my opinion, is Nikola Jokic. Mm. <laughs> Bro, I, the Nuggets are going to be disgusting. They're a contender this season. Jokic is that good. Yeah. They're, they're a contender. I mean, uh, you got the Clippers. You got the Lakers. I think the Lakers win it all. But there's also the Jazz. There's the Nuggets right there, and the Sixers somewhere around there too. That's maybe Boston you know, picks it up. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I see nobody overreacting the Jazz 0 4 this preseason. They're 0 4. Yeah. I ain't paying attention. I don't care about preseason like that. Yeah, either. But you know, if it's other teams that 0 4, it's a big thing. But Jazz go 0 4. It's under the radar. But go ahead, continue. Here. I mean, I mean, I understand that. My Knicks have been getting clowned every day. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a different story. We're good. A second, I got. I I I I want. I was thinking about putting him back to back, but it's gonna be Giannis. Gian, I I have Giannis at second place, just cause I have to stay true to who I, who I have as the MVP, cause I've been propping his name up for the past couple weeks. It's <laughs> it's LeBron James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I oh think he wins so his final MVP. What? Anthony Davis out of your top five? Uh, you know, I mean, I have all these guys really close. I mean, he's definitely he, I, he deserves that consideration, I, but I, I I have LeBron winning it all, bro. I mean, he's that guy. I still think he's the best player in the world. He's gonna be play more point guard this season, so his stats are gonna be outrageous. You saw that pass yesterday. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, this man has eyes everywhere. I oh, the day pass. If Everybody... he's healthy all season. And with AD, and he has some shooters around him. I, I think Frank Vogel is going to be one of his better coaches besides Spolstra and David Blatt, but he got wronged, whatever. But 
I honestly think LeBron's going to have a really good season. I think it's going to be his final MVP award. This will be his fourth, fifth? I think it's fourth. But, okay. I mean, if I, I have the Lakers winning it all. I my, my mindset is LeBron's coming back, taking the throne. He's going to be that guy. So, <laughs> I, I love AD. I, maybe he gets in the top five. Uh, hopefully, he's healthy. But LeBron's oh. that guy. I, he says he's going to defer, but he's going to be the point guard. The, I, those stats are going to, you know, they, they're going to be crazy. He's going to go all into his MVP rank or whatever. So, yeah, I, I have definitely, LeBron. I definitely didn't factor an injury, you know, Anthony Davis's, you know. Bro, I mean, you have but, um, Anthony Davis up in fantasy. This man will disappear sometime in the second quarter, come back in the fourth, and have like 50 and 20. Where he gets he's like injured every single game, comes back, puts up stats. He's I mean, he's a monster, but his his health so is always too. a scary thing to me. He he just left the game the other day with that thumb injury. I thank God he's good, but he his health is always something in the back of my head. So let me throw let me throw out one name, and I want to see if. You have um as maybe sixth or seventh. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, I, I don't I never miss a, a moment to slander Kyrie Irving, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm good. No. No, I, I, I don't no, I don't have him up there. I I have the Nets. How good how good do you see the Nets being this season? Yeah, I'm about to say, like, I think their ceiling is, like, fifth seed. Really? Then, yeah, I think it's fifth seed. I think they're going to end up being around sixth to eight. Sixth or seventh. I'm not going to give them eighth. They got they're a little overall, bit. They're overall a better team than last season, though. They are, but, like, D'Lo was, like, the only score they had at all times throughout the season and he played I think 80 games Kyrie okay. Irving played I think 67 games so that's a re- already a down I, is, I don't know if it's 67 I mean I just the, the Nets the Nets season goes as far as Karis Levert which I see is a very like very mm-hmm. very talented player he just he hasn't been healthy I think mm-hmm. the Nets go I think the Nets could be a fourth seed if Karis is healthy. Yeah. Ooh, that's Karis is that good. Like, Washington. You know, play, the, the Nets struggled to make the playoffs up until the last week, and they just yeah, got Kyrie Irving. They, I only think they only go as far as Kyrie Irving's health. He has to be healthy I, for him for them to be like a higher seeding, in my opinion. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to play dumb there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they only made the playoffs last year off of D'Lo's health. And now they add, uh, obviously, Carlos Silver. I hope he has a full, healthy season, whatever. But Tarion Prince, they add him at the four. Who was, who, he's a very talented offensive player. I'm not yeah, going to. He can shoot. He can shoot. But he's an absolute garbage defender. I don't know how yeah. I feel about DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is garbage. Uh, I, I watched him in the Knicks enough. He, he is garbage. He's done. I, he should not have gone on that contract. But whatever. I, I thank the Nets for taking him. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm really... Karis reverse the X Factor for the Nets. You know, he's, he's definitely my favorite player besides KD. But KD, 
I, I, I say KD is one of my five favorite players ever, but... You know what's funny? KD been killing people on Twitter lately. Yes, he's been funny. <laughs> he's, there's sometimes I'm like, KD, what the hell are you talking about? But there's, then there's times like, damn, KD's really speaking facts. Bro, I it's, actually... I, I don't know if I was fully on his side about the advanced stats argument, but when he was clowning that guy... About the grass. <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I don't like that guy. I, I don't. I, there's, this, there's a ton of people on fucking advanced stats t- Twitter of M- for the NBA. That j- they just act smarter than everyone. It, it, it's so obnoxious to like advanced read their stats the Twitter is the absolute worst. And bro. I can't. And it's so hard. It's, arguing with people on Twitter is. Is arguing yeah. to a wall. You're never gonna win. They're never gonna admit they're wrong. So it's like no point. And he's that HP Twitter. He's basically one of those people that you can't argue with. Bro, advanced Twitter. This guy is one of the biggest tools ever. Let me, let me, let me read you his bio. NBA writer <laughs> for Action Network HQ. Uh, part-time maniac. I hate your team. Bro, what kind of personality is that? <laughs> like his personality is I hate your team. I hate your team. Bro, and, and, and all he does is on his, on his Twitter is just shit on people. I, this guy acts like this. All right, I'm, I'm singling him out. But it, this is like a common theme in all of NBA Twitter with these advanced stats guy that I'm smarter than you. You better be listening to me. I'm smarter than you. Damn. Bow down to me. Like, what the fuck? It, it's it, different. It, this, this people that only know about stats. There's yeah. difference between stats and actually knowing basketball. And, and there's people that just look at stats. Yeah. That think yeah. that stats are everything instead of actually watching a basketball game. That's why I hate when people watch, yeah. look at the box score of like, oh, he he shot um, six for eighteen though. Uh-huh. Didn't watch the game and don't know yeah. the backstory. It's like, yeah, I just hate box stats and all that other stuff. But yeah, no, no like when KD was talking about I, I like about the advanced stats. I actually I like advanced stats. I like showing them. I like looking at my team's advanced stats, like what's working, what's not working. To a certain um, extent. Yeah, to a certain extent. But if I'm KD and I have one of these fucking scrubs telling me how to do my job, I, it's going to get on my nerves. It, it it really is, especially from like tools like this guy. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we, we just did our MV, MVP rankings. Um... I guess that's pretty much it. We can get back into my Knicks real quick. Yes, let's do that. All right. <laughs> have me have me feeling a certain way. I'll, I want to start off with fuck Fisdale. <laughs> I really, I'm gonna start calling for his job pretty soon. I, I, it's know, preseason. You know, what? for some reason, I thought Fisdale was a coach for like five seasons, but he's not. He's what been do you an mean? assistant coach. Yeah, he's been an assistant coach. He was just he a owned, head coach. For some reason, I thought he was a coach for the Grizzlies for multiple years. How long was it? Like two years? It was. I think. I think it was one or two years. He got fired. Yeah, it was like a year and a half. I did not he know. Had that, for some made... reason, I don't know why I thought like he was like behind the Grizzlies' success, and I think there was only four games over five hundred when he was coaching. Yeah. I mean, I, he doesn't have any none of it. When he was getting the interview, nothing really jumped out to me besides like player relations. Like he gets along with players really well. Yeah, Miami Heat, you know, like the workout capital of the NBA. 
That's the things I like about him. But watching him is just, I don't know what his rotation is. He has RJ Barrett averaging like fucking 37 minutes per game in the preseason. Was it 37? I saw 39. 39? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, bro. I, I, I'm getting nervous. I, I don't want to see that. Uh, obviously, RJ is a freak athlete. I think his mom was a track star. His father was a basketball player. But it's the, I, I don't want to see that. Especially when guys like Tree aren't, aren't getting minutes. At yeah, all. did he play last game? He didn't play any game. No, he didn't the play thing, any minutes. The thing that I don't like is like he's like he's doing this point guard um tryout for the starting. Yeah. But he he'll play one or two and then bench the other. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just don't feel like playing two together. You, you're not uh-huh. gonna mix and match them. You're sitting one of them out every game. It's just like it's you a need consistency. Like if. If and, you're investing into a point guard, you can't just like play them on their ups. You you gotta you gotta live through the ups and downs with them, especially for young guys. And yeah, supping them out for periods Dennis of time. Smith is what twenty one. Frank's twenty 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 one. No, I think, I think they're both twenty one now. Yeah, twenty one. You're playing um one game. You you can't catch them out. Seeing how bad they play, if they don't play bad, they play good. It's just like. Yeah. You're treating us like this is a high school varsity team. Like, yeah. If somebody plays bad, they get cut. It's just, it's very, it's very weird for you, me. It's what you kill. That's what you keep saying. I'm never, I was never a fan of like, I mean, of course, players should have great relationships with their players, uh-huh. but the, the player coach, like comforter coach, is just never like last. Like all the great coaches, I mean, you had to have great relationships. Yeah. But then I saw a few like I don't know a few years ago. There's like when Fitzgerald was coach with the Grizzlies, Chandler Parsons. Like, oh yeah, he was wearing a NWA shirt. Da da da. He's the coolest. Da, da. I'm glad he's my coach. Da da da. But what's 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 his in game changes like? What does he do in game like? Yeah. His offensive scheme, defensive scheme, can he switch it up yeah. in the middle of the game? Like those are the stuff you being cool, being the cool coach is only could take you so far. You know, players will start talking. Marcus Saul didn't like didn't like didn't like him. They got into a couple arguments. It was. He's their franchise player. Yeah. Look at him now. What? NBA yeah. champ. FIBA <laughs> world champ. Yeah, but I'm watching all the preseason games, who do you think has won the starting job? Because I personally think it's been Frank Nikina, who's probably – he has played I – don't, I don't know how many games he's played, but he might be leading all point guards and field goals made. I don't know. Dennis Smith, I don't know. If, I think he made like one shot last game. All I know uh, is um, Peyton. Alfred Payne, I don't think scored yet. Yeah, I, I saw Peyton's playing terrible. Yeah, he's been playing trash. He, he has scored. 14%. Yeah, something, yeah. something garbage. But I think it's Frank Nakina. He's been the the defense has been been excellent from him. The I don't want to say his playmaking has been all that good, but he's keeping the team organized. Uh, if, Dennis Smith has just looked like garbage, but I still have faith in Dennis Smith. I, I I'm not gonna demonize him for for one bad preseason game coming off a back injury. Uh, we we saw what we saw last year. This. This man was a menace. Hopefully his jump shot gets, you know, he's been training on it all off season. 
But the one preseason game isn't going to change it for me. But if it's off of play, as Fizdale has been saying, it's Frank Nidikina so far, who's won the the starting job, in my opinion. If I could, if I could be completely honest, uh-huh. I feel like the starting job was always between Dennis Smith and Payton. It, it uh, yeah. I, I that's feel like no matter thinks. what Frank Nick, like what what he did, yeah. what he does, Nicolina. he's never like you know, he was never gonna be. I always felt like yeah. It was Dennis Smith Jr. I, I I still to this day feel like Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna start. Yeah. Um. It's the just, start, it's the just starting what... job is just it's just trying to force them to play harder than usual. Uh-huh. Yeah. Think, what twenty like in his like six seven seasons he's six if when you're in your six seven seasons you're basically at you know you're you are who you are exactly your seven he six, can't seven, shoot. Seven. He hasn't been a good defender since college. But, yeah, he gets triple doubles here and there. Oh. But, you know, they're both young. We don't know how good they get. Yeah. Although Dennis Smith James, he's, his points per game been declining since he yeah. came to the league. But his situation, you know, Luca, whatever. Yeah, going into a new team. But I still I always felt like the the point guard, point guard job was, was between Dennis Smith and – Peyton, I don't think Fitzdale was ever going to start Frank. I, I mean, that's the same sensation uh, like m- uh, most Nick fans are getting. But you know, Fitzdale keeps saying shit like "you kill what you eat," and he's going to play his defenders out there. So that's why all these like fans are just saying like, "Is is it going to be Nikina?" But yeah, fucking Fitzdale is snake. Snake oil. Because so. he knows, he knows, he knows Frank's not going to put up 25 points. He's not. He's, he's not. A, he knows. So what What you could judge Frank on is what he's best at. All yeah. ball defense, setting up the offense, yeah. stuff like that. You can't judge him off how many points he puts up because we know he's not a scorer. Yeah. He had me nervous the other day, Frank. His, his groin was sore. His, his shit has been sore since last year. I saw a defensive play. Who did the um, next play? Oh, when he pit pocket, when he pickpocketed um Trey Young and they called a foul. Yeah. That yeah was, he's was... a he's a great on ball defender. Yeah, no, he is. You have to play you have to play them on their strengths. Yeah. Bro, have you and been if you look, them? you look at people like Marcus Smart, who's never considered Yeah. A good offensive player. Uh huh. He got better. He got better after every year. Yeah. He's up to what? 30, 37% from three now? Yeah. Great I mean, on ball defender. You have to you had to boost these young kids' confidence up. Yeah, you def- you you do. And you one know, thing that's... Knicks are like one thing that not a lot of NBA teams does uh-huh. is build their young core. Yeah. It's you you're good now or you have to leave. You yeah. not they don't wait. They don't wait three Years for players to. That's why it's hard to play on big market teams. Uh huh. Well, you you it's heard Green on Green's comments the other day. Yeah, about um. Sons. Marquise Chris. Yeah, like he's finally turning he's, around the corner. Pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. But I I I. But he's I, a he's a role he's a role player. Yeah. You can't look at some of these players expect them to put up fifteen or ten. Yeah, you no, you play can't. these people to their strength. No. And I feel yeah, like I big feel market good. teams just don't wait. Not saying the Suns are a big market team. I don't even know. 
why would they even give up with them? Because they're not a playoff team. But yeah, no, I'm glad Draymond said that though about you know development franchise. Because you you see what the Warriors became. They built up the stuff on the clay and became a dynasty. Yeah, they want to wait. They want to win now. Yeah, I I I low key. I hope we make the G League more of a thing. I know Adam Silver floated an idea around about you know killing like the college rule and then you have like a a one year rule for like rookies just drafted. They have to play in the G League for development. I I actually personally like that idea. Imagine you know developing players like NBA personnel in the G League. Imagine the exposure G League would get if Lamelo was playing right now. Yeah, instead he's in Australia. Yeah. Well, whatever. Future Nick. <laughs> we need a point guard. Yeah, I mean, unless they make him fight over the position. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have fucking God. God knows who's name next year. Bring Jose Calderon back in and have him compete. With him. <laughs> All right. Um, you have anything else to talk about? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, we can um, wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. That was a fun episode. Uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank uh, Daryl Batum for having me on this podcast, promoting me a little bit. He he's a good yes. good follow. Shout out, shout out to him. Yeah, I'm gonna be on Lost on Knicks LOK with Alex Wolf pretty soon in a week or so. I'm just I'm grateful for the Knicks community. It's just a bunch of guys trying to help each other out. And you guys are fun to listen to. So, yeah, let me know any name suggestions or Saran. Yes, we, you guys need, know we, them. we need names. And hopefully next week we're going to hopefully bring on a guest here to help. Oh, yeah. About uh, a topic. We're not going to say what topic it is, but we're definitely going to have an interesting topic next week. So yeah. please be on the lookout for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'll be at the Bernie Sanders rally this Saturday. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you. I'll see you guys on Twitter.